0: Packer defense has clearly been the strength of this team to start the season. And you've seen flashes of Rodgers in the offense, but overall, the offense hasn't been spectacular. And the thought is, well, it looks like the defense is spectacular. The offense isn't there yet. Can you imagine if and when the offense catches up to the defense? This is this is a Super Bowl team, yes, right? Yes, sir. That's the formula. Yeah, once right? you get them
1: on the same page, they're going to be world beaters.
0: Okay, here's my my theory, and I don't know if it's it's you can tangibly you know quantify this or if it's just a leap of faith or if it's something that changes because you know the season's a long time. I mean, hell, the Vikings two years ago started six and zero, they ended eight and eight. I mean, the Vikings looked like they were untouchable, and uh, they ended up losing eight of their last ten games. So I know Broncos a couple of times start hell the Packers what three years ago started six and zero and ended up. Uh, having to pull a miracle, win yep. four games in a row just to get in as the wild card. So just because they started 3-0 and doesn't mean they're going to end 13-3, and right? Exactly. I mean, a lot of crazy to things go. can happen
1: in the NFL. Exactly. You see it week in and week out.
0: So on the offense front, you know, we've been a little worried about the lack of consistency. I mean, in the Bear game, you only scored 10 points. Viking game, yep, you came out of the blocks on fire, scored a touchdown on your first three drives, but then never scored another touchdown the rest of the game. Sunday against the Broncos, kind of herky-jerky as well. And people are saying, you know, is it just because the offense hasn't caught up yet? Is it because Aaron Rodgers didn't play in the preseason? Is it because, frankly, the defense is just this be- is better? Well, what if, at the end of the day, and this is what I, the theory I'm, I'm working on, what if the offense just doesn't have the pieces that the defense does, and this may be the Packer offense all season long?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's I've also thought about that, um, but haven't we always said that Aaron Rodgers makes the wide receiver? You see Greg Jennings go elsewhere, he is non-existent. You've seen other, James Jones go elsewhere, he becomes non-existent. You've seen other receivers not even make it in the NFL after they leave the Green Bay Packers. I've always heard for Aaron Rodgers' entire career that he makes the wide receiver. So if they don't have the pieces, what does that say about Rodgers?
0: Well, and, and, I mean, there's some truth to that. I mean, they said the same thing about Brett Favre, and there was a couple years where, like, when Bill Schrader was his top wide receiver, they were terrible. Now, you have a superstar number one in Devontae Adams. There's no doubt about that. But tell me, on besides Rodgers and besides Devontae Adams, who on this Packer offense, if you're an opposing defense, scares you? Who, if you're a Packer fan, do you say, glad we got him? Besides Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, I'm even, I'm including. Aaron Aaron. Jones was a beast uh, against the Broncos. Well, he was a beast with two touchdowns. He had 19 yards.
1: I think you see Marquez Valdes Scantling kind of moving up on the list. He's getting the most of the targets from Aaron Rodgers. So he hasn't really proven it, though. But yeah, to your point, to say who's a weapon that scares you outside of Devontae, I guess you have to make a case for Aaron Jones. You'd have to make a case for Marquez Valdes Scantling. Other than that, I ain't nobody.
0: Well, and look, you had an offseason where you had to basically reinvent the defense. They have nine new starters on defense. You only have 53 players on your roster. You only get to dress 45. So it's not like Brian Gutekunst had unlimited resources in the offseason. You have a salary cap. You only have a set amount of draft picks. You only have a certain amount of money you can spend in free agency. And apparently he made a very good call on where to spend his money. Because he put all the draft, you know, once again, top three draft picks, all defensive guys, all the key signings in free agency, defensive guys, the Packers in the offseason put all their resources right in fixing the defense. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, they went from a terrible defense the last few years to three weeks in, either the first or second defense so far in the NFL. And I'm not mad at Gutekunst. Again, you you only have a finite amount of resources, but... Do you look at this Packer offense and you say, well, they, they, they made a choice in the offseason and the choice was to just put it to go all in on defense and it worked. The defense is really good. And this may be as good as the offense gets.
1: Well, you have to go back one more year and see what they invested in the offense in the biggest contract a quarterback has ever gotten in Aaron Rodgers um, at the time, Aaron Rodgers And I'll go back to what I said earlier. We've always been told that he makes the wide receiver. He makes the weapons. He is what makes the offense go. And when 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 has Aaron Rodgers ever had a first-round draft pick as a wide receiver? Never. Never.
0: When's he had a first-round draft pick as a running back? Never. Never. And
1: what have we seen with Aaron Rodgers with guys that are later on in the draft and people that you'd think wouldn't be good on other teams? We've seen a prolific Green Bay Packers
0: offense behind Aaron Rodgers. Right. But you know what what the difference was in those years? And you're right. He was younger. No. Well, yes, but I was going to say, hurt. you know what else we had? The The defense was terrible. Aaron Rodgers had to be prolific because the only way, like two years ago, when they were four and six, and he said, I think we can run the table, is he, he just had to do it by himself because the defense was trash. Now that they have a superstar defense, did the Packers, I mean, have they changed their identity, basically? Because in the, you're right. I mean, it seems those... like
1: kind of bad business to give a guy four hundred million dollars. I don't think for so for him to rest on his laurels with a good defense.
0: Well, okay, but would if, you, if
1: Aaron Rodgers should be pilling up to the level he's always been played, especially now that he's or was at the time the highest paid quarterback? Would you want to invest that much money in a guy for him just to kind of be like, eh, defense has this now?
0: Well, but okay, okay, what 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 would you rather be? And look, it's only week three, and yeah. this could change. Who knows? Maybe seven weeks from now. Rodgers will be third in the NFL in touchdown passes, and Devontae Adams will have 15 touchdown receptions, and Marquez Valdez-Gantling will be a superstar number two. And, yeah, maybe Aaron Jones is healthy all season long, and he's a Pro Bowl running back, and this is not the case. I'm just saying right now, because you would agree you you can't – It's not like when you're playing Madden and you can rebuild a a team every single season, you go to, you know, career mode. They only had a certain amount of draft picks. They chose to take Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage and load up on defense to start the draft. Then they went to free agency and said, we're going to sign to Smith, Preston Smith, and Adrian Amos. They didn't spend any money on a running back or a wide receiver uh, they did get Billy Turner, who's, you know, a, a decent offensive lineman. They did spend money on Jimmy Graham last year, but I think we can all agree Jimmy Graham's time is, has come and gone. Uh, they put all their efforts and resources this off season into defense, and it worked. Yep. Their defense is great. It's phenomenal. They didn't address anything on offense as far as getting skill players other than like you said, you already have that covered because you have Rodgers. And I'm not saying they can't win. No, I'm, not I'm just saying, saying that the identity of this team. People are keep. They're every... a def-
1: They're a defensive team. That's what I'm saying. That's their, I've been saying that you know since the Vikings game. Now they're a defensive team. That's their identity. I even put memes out about it. Uh, so you might put it up on Twitter poll. Yeah, what's the trying... identity of the Green Bay Packers? Well,
0: is it identity? Is it something on the offense? Because again, yes, you're right, and you have Aaron Rodgers. You... I mean, one of the.
1: Ted Thompson never really dipped into free agency, but when he did, it was usually, what, Julius Peppers, Charles Woodson, those, you know, guys on the defensive side of the ball. What do they do in the draft? They always loaded up on defense, right? That's what they always did, because Rodgers have never had a first-round draft pick that's been a wide receiver or running back. They're kind of doing the same thing they've always done, but Goody's now dipping into free agency a little more, and now I think you see Rodgers and that offense struggle because, I hate to say it, Rodgers is
0: getting a little older. Oh, I think that I don't think Rodgers has it like he used to have it. Well, I I I would agree with that. But the question is is if Gutekunst spent the offseason and instead of getting Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith and Adrian Amos, he gets uh, a a Pro Bowl wide receiver and a Pro Bowl running back and a Pro Bowl left tackle or left guard, are we talking about the Packers offense right now through 3 weeks is the number one rated offense in the NFL, but the defense is just so, so what they did was put it all in defense and they have probably one of the two or three best defenses in the NFL right now. And they only have an average offense. And I just, I wonder if, if, if that's the case, yes, you still have Rogers. He's going to win a game on his own because he still is a great player. But if you don't have like, again, who scares you on this, you know, yeah. Mark has scaled, bailed scaling, He's a decent number two, but he's not like one of the 10 best wide receivers in football. No. I mean Aaron what, Jones is a decent running back. He's not one of the 10 best running backs in football. They're, they're, Devontae they're Adams decent.
1: is top five. Correct. You can make the argument Devontae is a top five wide receiver. And then I, I just go back to Rodgers, though. Marquez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling got 10 targets um, against the Broncos. Devontae got four. That's, that's a pretty big difference for your number one to your number two in your drop-off. If you're a number one wide receiver, if you're a top five in the NFL like Devontae is, you need to be getting open and someone needs to be finding you. You don't see Julio Jones. You don't see, you know, um, why am I blanking on the guy's name? DeAndre Hopkins. You don't see, like, these big-time wide receivers going quiet and people not targeting them because they get the number one coverage. If they're good, they're good. People find them. Why is Mark Westville getting ten targets? Well, but for Devontae getting four.
0: Yeah, but that's one game. I mean, he Adams had by far and away the most targets against, against the Vikings. I mean, yeah, if it goes – if it's a month from now and – you know, Valdez Scaling has double the targets and double the catches that, that Adams has. I think that's a problem to be sure. I'm just wondering again, after watching these first three games, has, maybe that is the question. Maybe it's just has the identity shifted, or do you ask the question is, can do you think the Packers will be, can they be like a top five offense this year? Do they need to be? I just, I think they went into this offseason, went all in on defense, and right now they're undefeated. So I don't know that it matters, but I still hear this question after every game, you know, what's wrong with the offense or when's the offense gonna come around? And I wonder if it will come around and if even if it doesn't, does that does that hurt their chances of winning because well it hasn't hurt it yet. Right? Can you be can you be a defensive team
1: when your highest paid player by a landslide is your quarterback?
0: I mean, uh, also, I mean, any team's highest-paid player is a quarterback. But I hear what you're saying. I mean, it, these, again, these are the questions I was trying to like answer. Then why last would night. you why would you give that guy that much money if you're not going to be an offensive team? Well, then that's. I mean, should they should they should they invest their money in offense? But then, if you did that, would you be an average defense? I mean, like I said, I mean, these can't are, you say the
1: Packers have invested on in
0: defense for the past ten years? Well, right, and who has just done
1: more because of free agency?
0: Uh, I mean, these are all good questions. So, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh,
2: Goody's done more because he's actually gotten competent players. Competent players. Not just using (laughs) unsigned free agents.
0: Uh, Here you go from our buddy, JD. If you're forced to play a tight end off the practice squad, that is all you need to know about the quote-unquote weapons on offense. You cannot win with this offense, not in today's NFL. Well, that was kind of the question I was going at. Yes, you have a Hall of Famer playing quarterback. You have a pro bowler playing wide receiver. Um, you do have probably one of the top two or three best left tackles in the game. But after that, what I, I again, I, I like Aaron Jones. I don't know that he's going to end up being a top five or 10 running back. I think he's a good player I don't think he's like one of the, he's not Ezekiel Elliott. He's not Alvin Kamara. Um, Marcus Valdez Scantling is okay. But he's not a Pro Bowl wide Marquez receiver. Marquez has Sorry. the
1: same amount of targets as Devontae Adams. They'll sit at twenty-one.
0: Um, yeah, it's three games. I mean, I, I still think Devontae Adams is a great player. I think and maybe, they found their
1: number two. It's yeah.
0: him. Well, but MVS is he a? Is, is that a? You know, is that a superstar worthy number two? Well,
1: against the Broncos, he was a he was a superstar worthy number one because Devontae only got four targets. Marquez is he's showing you why he deserves to be a number two. He hasn't proven it yet though.
0: Uh, I'm just to JD's point, and this is what I was wondering about in in my Joe and Evo wonderings last night is maybe that, you know, maybe this offense just is limited because of what it has. And again, I'm not mad at the Packers. I don't think they screwed up. I think they made a conscious decision to say, we still have Aaron Rodgers. We still have Devontae Adams. We're good enough to get by an offense. We have to put everything we got into this defense, and it worked. I mean, the Packers' defense has sucked for a decade. They basically, again, they have nine of the 11 players are new starters, and it's working, but it, what if it works at the expense uh, or at the cost of the offense just being average this year? Do you still think that's enough that they could win at a high level?
1: When have we, when have When has Packer Nation ever said and been sold on the Packers' offense and the weapons around Aaron Rodgers? I've heard every year that the Packers need to go get Aaron Rodgers' weapons. You have one really good wide receiver, before it was Jordy Nelson, before that who was it, James Jones, before that Greg Greg Jennings, but they've always had a top five offense, an offense that's been so legit because Aaron Rodgers, and we always hear this, Aaron Rodgers makes the wide receiver. So if Aaron Rodgers makes the wide receiver, and we're always complaining about how the Packers never get Rodgers' weapons, but they always finish in the top five, what's the difference now? Rodgers just not playing up to the level that he should
0: be? Well, I don't. I mean, I mean, until the guy went crazy, the Patriots already had Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, fifteen good run. Why did they go out and get Antonio Brown? They didn't need him. Why did they get him? We're not, we're did, not talking about the, the Patriots, but we're talking about any team getting weapons when like, the whole, the whole time of Aaron Rodgers' career, why would you weapons around a good player?
1: Hasn't that been the conversation since the Aaron Rodgers became a starter for the Green Bay
0: Packers? I think it was way before Rodgers. Brett Favre. I was just going to say I would be since since Antonio Freeman. Stopped but then playing. how how
1: do you explain them, them having a top five offense almost every year?
0: Um, I don't think they have had a top five offense in a while. I well, think not the they, last
1: two years, obviously, but before that, the Packers always had a prolific offense.
0: Yeah, and they so how t- do you explain it then? If the if we need to get Aaron
1: Rodgers' weapons. They never invest in a first round draft picks for the offensive side of the ball for Rodgers. How do you explain them having a good offense?
0: Well, I think it was. center Aaron Rodgers. Yeah.
1: So what's the difference this year then?
0: Well, I, I don't think they can't be a top five. I'm asking the question if they're not a top five, will they still win? If they. Their defense is top. Right now, their offense is not in the top five, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And their defense is. Yep. And they're 3 0. I think they can turn it around, but the difference is Rodgers and LaFleur,
1: I think there's a. I'm not saying there's a disconnect, but there's something not gelling because it's been the whole Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. They don't have weapons. They need to get somebody for Rodgers or Favre.
0: They always find a way to do it. Well, what's different now? I don't I – don't, I think they should have. I think, I think the year Brett Favre lobbied for Randy Moss, he ended up going to the Patriots, him and him Brady. Uh, yeah, I think Brady they should get said... someone
1: too, but they're not going to. They
0: don't have – they haven't. Well, they, they decided to get them all on defense. And again, I don't think that's the wrong decision. I'm just saying, at the ex, did they put everything into the defense at the expense of the offense? And it's still going to be good enough. Again, thus the second Twitter poll we put up, if they're not a top five offense, do you still think they can win a Super Bowl? If they finish, like, I'm not saying terrible, like middle of the pack. Like, Roger still has a good season, but he doesn't have, like, Patrick Mahomes video game numbers. He has, he's... He's among the top five to six quarterbacks in touchdowns, but he's not like superstar numbers, but this defense continues to do that. Can they win, or will they need to get to the point where Rodgers, like you said in that stretch of eight straight years of playoffs, where Rodgers took over games and took over seasons?
1: I think they'll get to the playoffs with a – if they don't have a top five offense, they'll get to the playoffs. I don't think they win a Super Bowl, though.
0: Uh, 608-321-1670. Joe, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Good name. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, brother? Um, so, have you ever had one of those dreams where you're like, everyone's moving a lot faster than you or you're like, Yes, you know, all the time, Joe. What is that? In your, I can't ever. Yes, being, you I know, hate them. You can't you know, them. run and in a dream.
3: And the other guys I hate you. them. That's I hate them. That's what the Packers offense feels like to me. It's like there's something there that can't figure it out. And please God,
0: just get Jimmy Graham off the damn field. (laughs) He's he's bad. He's got to be done. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Joe. That is, I mean, you know, maybe we could we look into that. Why is that in a dream? You can't ever call him Miss
1: Cleo, the ghost of Miss Cleo.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. I don't, I don't know what to say there. No, I look. It's an interesting. uh, it, It, it's just you know what it is. It's the reverse of what we've had for so long. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It doesn't mean it's a good thing. It's a different thing. It was always a good offense and an average to below average defense. Now it's a good defense to an average to below average offense. But
1: your highest paid player is Rodgers, $180 million.
0: I mean, it's a fair question. 608 do you think the Packer offense will be legit? And if it's not, will it ultimately bring, uh, bring them down this season? All right. We had two uh, questions today when it comes uh, to the Packers. And, you know, a lot of people now say, so clearly, like, the identity of this team right now, we put that poll out, there's just an offensive or a defensive team. And overwhelmingly, it's a defensive team's winning that poll. And, and yes, clearly, uh, you guys, right now, it's, it's a defensive team. I guess I was thinking more of when it's all said and done, what will it, what will it be? will this team be defense all season long? Will the offense eventually take over? And it got us to their second question is if the offense doesn't turn it around and become a top five, you know, one of the better offenses in the game, do you still think the Packers can win a Super Bowl? Um, 71% right now saying yes. Um, you know, like Eric, the red tweets in defense wins championships, but then he says, how did the chiefs high flying office finish last year? They got to they the didn't AFC championship. championship game, right? They lost in over... Now, it was crazy if they had won the coin. I mean, that, that basically came down to the coin toss. I mean, Patriots win the coin toss in overtime, score a touchdown. The Chiefs never touch the ball and don't go to the Super Bowl. Plus, that, that, if
2: I remember correctly, didn't uh, Bob Kraft get lucky right before that game? He did.
0: <laughs> he definitely did. Um, Rubbed off on Tom.
2: Yeah, so, he had a good stroke.
0: I, I like I like that. Well done, you guys. Yeah. Um, if you know, like right now, the Packers are what, 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 how would you describe it as far as like great, terrible, average, middle of the road? Like, what would you say the Packer offense disjointed. is? Disjointed, disjointed. Okay, yep. Nelson,
2: confused.
0: Okay, do you think well, how about you? I would say average. So, do you think a disjointed, average, confused offense, even if you have a great defense, can win a Super Bowl? Well,
1: the the Packers' offense will wake up and get it together. I mean, there's a thing called mid season form, right? They're not true. They're not mid season, and they're not in obviously in mid season form. You get glimpses and flashes of it. You didn't have really any of it besides what two or three throws against the Bears. Then you saw a full quarter against the Vikings, and then you saw. How would you describe the Packers' offense, I guess, against the Broncos? Because the reason why they put up all those points is because the defense was opportunistic and turned the ball over and and gave them a short field. Like, how would you describe the Packers' offense, despite putting up 20, what was it, 27 points, how would you describe? Yeah, I
0: mean, two of those touchdowns, one they got inside the 20, one they got inside the 5.
1: And the first first drive was... That was a good drive. The first quarter was good, then it just kind of went back to that disjointed, confused, average-looking offense. I think they'll get it together, though. When you have got a guy, though, that's your highest paid, one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's the highest paid guy in the roster. He's the face of a franchise that you've always been told he's the greatest to ever to do it. He makes the wide receiver. He probably should be playing
0: a little better. I, he probably should, but the question I asked too was, if they don't have, I mean, do they have the superstars? Like they went all in on defense in the offseason. I get that.
1: When have they had a super? When have they had superstars? Though they have on offense. And we've seen top five offenses eight years in a row in the playoffs. The 2010, 2011, the Packers offense phenomenal. Twenty fifteen, insane. What's right. is, what has changed?
0: Well, how many? But if the goal, if the question of today is, if they're not a top five offense, can they win their Super Bowl? How many Super Bowls did they win in that stretch?
1: None, but they didn't have a defense. But right. I'm saying what is, I'm looking at the off, offense specifically. They'll wake up and get it together. I hope. I think so. But what has changed from years past to now? I don't just think- on the offensive side of the ball.
0: I don't think anything has changed. Besides on the Matt Lafleur, side. Um, I think they. I don't think anything. I mean, Aaron, the only thing that's changed is what the quarterback has gotten older. Um, but I mean, again, we've talked. I mean, there, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks in their mid 30s still play at a high level. So I, I don't yeah. think that means Aaron Rodgers is done. Uh, but to your point about yeah, getting superstars, they've they've never really had it. I think Devonte Adams. Would you, well, would you say Devonte Adams is a superstar? Yes. Yeah, I would say Devontae Adams is a superstar. Would you what would you describe how would you describe Aaron Jones?
1: A a, a potential superstar in the making.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, right now
1: I, I above average running back.
0: How would you describe Marquez valdez scantling
1: Your number 2 wide receiver. Do
0: you think he's would you He's got
1: the same amount of targets as Devontae at 21 a piece and he was the reason why, you know, the offense looked good at times against the Broncos.
0: So, do you think this offense? I mean, because I mean that's been the argument, right? That that was the the Favre argument at the end of his career, and at the peak of Rodgers after Super Bowl one, where everybody thought the Packers could go on and win two, three, four Super Bowls. That was the argument of you already have a great, you have the great quarterback, maybe the best quarterback, now surround him with as much talent. Or This is the age-old argument. Are we seeing it play out again this year? If you have a great quarterback, you don't need to spend a ton of money on a star wide receiver or a star running back or a star tight end because you have a star quarterback. Go get a star defense. And through three weeks, the defense looks like it's the real deal. The offense through three weeks does not. So can they, again, can they win a Super Bowl with an average offense and a above average defense, I don't know that you can. That's the, that's. The, the,
1: I mean, hell, Trent Dilfer won a
0: Super Bowl, but that, um, that was an all. I mean, that the Packers defense, defense was all time great. The
1: Packers defense are the reason why the Packers are three zero. No doubt, the Packers defense can will this team to the playoffs. The question is, once you face other good defenses, which Rogers Rogers and that offense have faced really good defenses three weeks in a row. But we've seen in the past of Rodgers facing good defenses and just tear them apart as surgical. Now you see a disjointed, confused, and average offense against defenses where Rodgers used to carve them up. I think once the offense gets on the same page as one another, you'll see a top 10 offense and a top 5 defense. And then I think that could be good enough to get you a Super Bowl.
2: I went with confused because I think this more goes on Lafleur. I don't think Rodgers is as good as he was five years ago, I think. Pretty much everyone knows that. But this is more LaFleur to me because they do look really good the first two, three possessions. And then after that, it's nothing.
1: Spin zone, LaFleur scripts the entire game from now on.
2: Like he hasn't made any in-game adjustments. Their offense really hasn't moved the ball after the first quarter and change in any game.
0: All right, well, I mean, it's an interesting discussion, Packer fans, of what's going on right now. I mean, at the end of the day, they're winning. J.K. Um,
1: Scott is the most used punter in the NFL.
2: Yeah.
0: Got to give the people J.K.? what they want.
2: J.K. Scott. Yet the um, Packers are undefeated.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're winning, I guess. It, you know, it's like, you know, when we, when we got into September last year with the Brewers, they were winning with unconventional methods, and we kept saying, "Can how long can they keep this up? You know, this is not conventional for the Packers to win the way they are. But is this a new era for the Packers, or do you think eventually this Here's will Here's your MVPs for the
1: Packers. Brian Gutekunst, Mike Pettin, and the defense.
0: And J.K. Scott.
1: And J.K. Scott.
0: 608-321-1670. Uh, Dave from Inona, welcome to the Joe and Evo Show.
3: Which one of you guys would like to love to pull the life support plug and put me out of my
0: misery? Oh, I, I, I'm no, all Dave. for euthanization, Dave. You let me. Know. I'll, I'll get you the pillow. Uh,
3: I'm going to put you
1: in one of those steel lungs. We're going to keep you alive forever.
3: I'm on suicide watch, but uh, oh, my God. But you know the, the Packers thing, you notice um, when, the, when the plays are scripted, this team's good. It's an Aaron Rodgers thing. Let's face it. It's, it's an Aaron Rodgers. When when the plays are unscripted, he stinks. If they was to just stay scripted, and this team is two players away from being dominant, they need one more offensive player. It Wouldn't it be nice if they just pulled that trigger like New England did and get, and get Ramsey from Jacksonville? Just pull the trigger. You need one more player on defense. By the way, well, it's September they haven't won nothing. They have to beat Dallas next week. That's the big three
1: zero, Dave. They won three games.
3: <laughs> Who cares? You got to get home. <laughs> gotta get the playoffs. You got to get home field to do anything. this defense in December, if you got New Orleans and Dallas and the Rams coming to Lambeau Field in January, so you got You have to beat Dallas next week, toting that tiebreaker. If you, if you get a three seed, you're not going anywhere. If you get a two seed. Hey, you get a home game against a, a you know warm weather team in January. But uh, no, nope, that's the scoop. But anyway, uh, Evo, you can you know you, you can pull the plug. Put me Dave,
1: I would never want to pull the plug on the wizard. Hey, why are you on suicide watch, Dave? Explain to everyone.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you'll enjoy that.
1: No, just explain to everyone. I, I forget. My short term memory struggles sometimes; it's hazy.
0: That is true.
3: Hey, you're something. Nineteen and four. the walked the Brewers are since the, the last twenty three games.
0: Mm.
3: And then you get the Cubs. I'm sure you get the sympathy trains. Six games in a row at home we lose by one run. Now there I was on suicide
0: watch. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough weekend. I mean I feel Thanks for reminding I feel, me, Dave. I feel really bad about the Cubs weekend blowing all those leads in the ninth with you know yeah. with an all star closer. So, Craig Kimbrell. Wouldn't have saw that coming. Uh six oh eight, thank you, Dave. Six oh eight, three two one, sixteen seventy. Gavin, welcome to the Joe and Evo show.
4: Hey boys, how are we feeling this morning? What's Good, up, Gav? What's up, Dog? Hey, before I get to my Packers stuff, uh it's Guys, is there anything better than just depressed Illinois sports fan with oh, the, man. the magician <laughs> and we got Terry and then we got Hawkeye. Those calls are just
0: awesome.
4: Did you hear Terry's yesterday?
0: Yo, that was unbelievable. Did you guys decide then if he was crying or laughing?
1: I love Terry. I want to get him a beer.
0: I think he was crying. We went back and I I just a filmed it. I, I think he was so <laughs> distraught as a cuff fan. I think he was I think we brought him to tears. I need
1: to get him a beer. Terry for listening. I need to get you a beer, brother.
0: I love it. It's great, guys. Hey to the Packers, guys,
4: I think. I think what the Packers are, I mean, they're obviously a defensive, uh, that's their identity is defense now, and, and they're a team that has a Hall of Fame um, quarterback on the back end of his career, and and look at the injuries that Rodgers has had. I mean, some of those injuries would, would probably take a lot of guys out of football for good. Um, he's not what he once was, and, you know, if this is something that the way that they, they built the defense, guys, if Thompson would have did this six, seven years ago, we'd probably be looking at a couple more rings, right? No
0: mm-hmm. doubt.
4: Um, so, that, so that's really the frustrating part that I know all Packer fans feel. You know, they finally did it. They built the defense, and, and they're probably going to follow the p- blueprint that some of the other teams in the NFL have done that are kind of in the same spot, right? You look at the Saints with Drew Brees, how they built that defense in the run game, the offensive line. Rodgers hasn't been sacked this year. Um, so along with building that defense, Gutekunst has done a nice job at putting pieces on that offensive line. Uh, the Patriots are the same way now. Tom Brady's a freak, um, but if you look at a lot of stats, guys, where like even Rodgers in his career, I think I saw something last night where he's 62 and six. I think when the Packers have given up 17 or less points, and you look at the Super Bowls that Brady's won, guys, and it's when the defense has won. Uh, You look at the Super Bowl he lost against the Eagles when their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, and and the Patriots didn't get the ring that year. So, you know, they're they're kind of following that blueprint, but Rodgers is, he's still elite in a couple aspects, guys. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's elite there, and he's still got a really strong arm. You know, he just can't outrun defensive players anymore like he used to with his legs, so um, you know, it's kind of what they are, guys. He's still a great quarterback. He's just, you know, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Well,
1: what do you think about when, after the scripted plays end, which they look phenomenal from LaFleur and Rodgers, what, what in your opinion, Gavin, because you're a smart guy, what's the, what's the disconnect? Is it Rodgers well, or is it LaFleur, or is it just they're just shaking some rust off?
4: It, it's both. I mean, Rodgers hasn't looked good when guys have been open, Evo. He's throwing flat-footed. He's, he's missed some throws. And LaFleur is a first-time head coach. So one of the struggles he's going to have early on is in-game adjustments. That's one of the big things for new head coaches. So that's something he's still learning. Um, so yeah, there's going to be growing pains. We talked about it, and, and they've kind of done what we we thought they would do, right, Ebo? Like they they've started slow, and we have seen great flashes. So yeah, that's flashes. promising. Um, but but luckily this defense is you know top five, top ten. So I think they're going to keep winning that way. And I do think the offense is going to get better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's growing pains, guys. So.
0: Thanks, Gavin. Thank Yep. Hey, take care, fellas. Thank Everybody. you, Gavin. Yeah, I mean, the question of the day 608 321 1670. If the defense stays good, but the offense stays average, do you think it'll be enough to to put them, you know, will we be talking about a Packer game in late January, uh, either in Green Bay or, or somewhere else? 608 321 1670. Daniel, welcome to the Joan Ebo Show.
1: Hey, what's up, bro? What's up, What's,
5: what's up, up man? Daniel? Not much. hey, I tell you, uh, uh, Roger, I agree that he's uh, he's not as good as he was, but he's like an old boxing. You know, he's he's the guy's smarter.
0: Yeah, he's a savvy, he's a savvy boxer, right? A vet. It's called the rope a dope, Daniel.
5: Yes, man. He just he this guy's smarter. He plays smarter
4: than he used to. It doesn't take too many risks like he used to.
0: You bob and so, you
4: weave and
1: you wait for that knockout punch, right?
4: Yeah, as soccer. That's what he looks for.
5: But in the meantime, when he cannot do the knockout punch, he just you know swing. He just uses jab. But in the meantime, the pack defense, everything is it will be okay. The pack is coming out, coming around, and they'll they be they
1: be okay in the end. Yes, sir. Three and o, Daniel. Thank, thank you, Daniel. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate You're the man. it. Look, I oh, that's the old
0: boxer, right? Well, I, I like the analogy. Is that from
1: Cuba, the boxer. Yeah,
0: uh, I, very good, Daniel. I like. I mean, yeah. I mean, look. But here's the thing. I've said this, I mean, I'll keep repeating it until I get proven either right or horribly wrong. I mean, just because he's different, I mean, a lot of this will be on Rodgers, but, I mean, Drew Brees reinvented his game at 35. So did Peyton Manning, so did Brady. I mean, Rodgers is at that point where, yeah, he could he could ride off into the sunset, and you're saying he's on the back nine of his career, and you get a couple of years left. Or you could do what Brady and Manning and Brees all did, play the game differently. They're all, you know, Brady and, and Brees are in their 40s still playing. And Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl at age 39. Uh, trying to find out the identity of the Packers, has it uh, has it shifted here, or does it just rebound back? You know, it's 16 games. You know, the season ends in in late December, and you know, if you go back and look at not just the Packers, you look at any NFL season, there are teams that always start out and they look like Super Bowl contenders in September and then reality sets in, and by the middle of the end of the season, they fall by the wayside. Hell, it happens in this division every year. I mean, the Vikings and Lions, how many times has there been a Viking or Lions season where they look like world beaters in September and October, and then they're barely relevant at the end of the season? And not that the Packers won't be relevant or not that this thing changes. I'm just talking about from the offense where we're wondering is the identity of this team now defense – it could it just be a situation evil where this is, whether it's preseason or Matt LaFleur is a first year head coach and Aaron Rodgers has to to relearn the offense and there there's a, a learning curve and we'll be laughing at that we spent a show doing this, you know, two months from now. Or when you look, you say, Well, that'd be stupid. Look how good this defense is. That's more sustainable than the offense or any offense. I mean, ride that defense. Yes, of course you want to get the offense better, but this team will, if they're going to be in the playoffs, they're going to be in the playoffs because of what you saw Sunday against Denver and what you saw the previous Sunday against Yeah, the defense Minnesota. is a real deal. And it's just going to be, they'll put the offense in positions to make plays, but the Packers will go as far as, you know, like would they have won that game without the turnovers? Perhaps. Did they get, did two of the Packers touchdowns come because they had the ball inside the 20-yard line? Yes. Yeah. I mean, would they have had if they didn't get a f- two fumbles? That one was at the twenty, and one was at the five. Would they still have beat the Broncos? I think they would have. I think they would have. Would it would have certainly? It would have put more of the onus on Rogers on the offense had well, they not done that. Let
1: me ask you. All right, so let's say the Packers are win- Packers are winning by one. Would you rather have the defense out there to make a stop, or they're losing by one, and you want Rodgers to set up a game-winning drive?
0: Yeah, that's almost like a future poll. But what maybe- do you
1: what do you trust more right now? See that's hard. And all other will be like Rogers, well, give course. him the ball; he's going to get it done. There's going to be a game coming up well, sooner there's than later. going to be a game where Rogers yeah, is going to have to, to win it. the game. Do you believe that? Do you still trust Rogers to do it? I do. I do. I do.
0: I do. Nelly, you're my, That's a great question, but man, for right now, I do
2: because the Packers have looked better when they run the up-tempo offense so far this season. Yeah, when they when they're in that four-minute offense, the Packers' offense has actually looked pretty decent. But it seems like they, they just get out of that.
0: Well, here's the one thing. And again, 608-321-1670, Packer fans. I, I, interesting concept here. What's going on? Is it is it identity crisis or an identity shift in Green Bay? They they haven't really, Evo, to answer your question, they haven't been forced to do that. The only time I can think of was at the end of the first half, right, they get the ball back with a minute left and two timeouts. And what do they do? They run the ball twice. No, I get it. They were inside the 10-yard line. Hmm. Um, you know, you, you you could you know be thir- worried about making a mistake, but the game is still close going into halftime. Uh, the Broncos get the ball in the second half. I was a little bit surprised. That, it's almost like
1: a coach past two games. And I've gone ultra conservative. in well, the second half
0: they've gone. No, I'm saying at the end of the first half because and, you and said the first half. Where have we well, seen that before? To your question of. In a two-minute off, would you rather have the Packers down two in a two-minute offense on the field, or would you rather have the Packer defense up two on the field with two minutes left? I know it wasn't the end of the game; it was the end of the half. But there was, you know, a minute left, and the Packers had two timeouts. And what did they do on Sunday? They just they they basically caved in the first half and said, "We'll go into the locker room," mm-hmm. you know, with the lead. I don't know. I was a bit, and you know, it worked out. And it's a bit of myth, though. But would you so not you have? Rogers, dude. Well, but would you? Was that a bad decision to not try and score, even though you're inside your own ten yard line? And
1: plus, weren't they kicking off to the Broncos? That's right. Yeah, yeah I mean, they the were, Broncos
0: yeah. were getting the ball. So, do you think that was a miss? I mean, would you want it? Or do you, to your point, well, maybe they don't have, um, you know, that they don't have that two minute offense. I didn't right?
1: understand that. I didn't get it. I, I mean, didn't. get when it. You're, when you're I kicking didn't... off the second half to the Broncos and you have time left on the clock, Rodgers gets up there and he. He let's the play clock go all the way down to one, trying to get them off sides, and then they just hand the ball – what is it, like a draw? They just hand the ball off? Yeah, they and, just handed
0: it off twice and called it half. I was like – and, half. and how much time it was it, like a minute? It was like they had a minute and change and two timeouts. When they, now, they were at their own nine-yard line. I nine thought that was line. very soft. I agree. So, to your question – Very confusing. Did they do that because they had the lead and you didn't want to give the Broncos any momentum of a turnover? Or what if the Packers throw it three times and go three and out – and then you're punting inside your end zone and the Broncos get the ball at midfield with 30 seconds left. Or did they not try and score because they don't believe in the offense and they just said, look, our defense is playing great. We have the lead. Let's just get to the locker room. Like, why did they not take a shot? At the I was, end the I'm
1: still out. confused by that. I, I remember sitting there watching the TV and wondering what was going on and why I they did were the just, same thing. it's like Rogers is there, you know, doing his hard count and trying to get guys off sides and the clock keeps going and the clock keeps going and the. Clock keeps going, and they hand it off to I think it was Jamal Williams out there at the time, wasn't it? So then they did it again, and I don't know, man. I was I'm still perplexed. I have no idea. To me, I wish I could be a coach in that one moment. Well, would you
0: would we'd be going to score? You'd be you'd be you'd be chucking it, and I probably would too. And like because you don't get the ball back in the second half, why not step on their throats in the first half? I I I agree. Or is the flip side of that like I said? Your defense is playing so good. You're just you, you, you'll take your chances. Plus, why not get more reps for that
1: offense too before halftime? That's another thing I don't really understand. And how about Matt Lafleur coming out and saying that they're going to run Jamal Williams more to even out the carries? And They did. And usually when what, McCarthy would say something like that, it would be the Rogers would be bombing it seventy times a game. What What did we see? You saw Jamal Williams get more carries than Aaron Jones. He had
0: twelve to Jones's ten. Yeah. Can you imagine if uh, if you're a, a Aaron Jones, fantasy owner, and he doesn't get two one yard touchdowns. <laughs> he had 19 yards, but he had two touchdowns. That, talk about just like making up for it, like at the goal line. Like that's 1.9 fantasy points. <laughs> but then you throw in two touchdowns. Who, who wouldn't take 13.9? And I
1: thought it was going to be a Rodgers game, too. And from he. From your uh, running back. And what did he score? He, I don't think he got over 10 fantasy
2: points.
0: Uh, what? Yeah, he had to be over ten, but probably what did he have? Nelson, a couple hundred yards and a touchdown.
2: Rodgers? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think it was a little over two hundred.
0: Yeah, so it's twenty-five yards of passing points. So that's eight. So he'd be at what twelve or thirteen? I'm gonna say he had on Sunday.
1: I went against him and
0: I was a little nervous. Oh yeah,
1: thirteen point three is what he scored on on me. That's not. Well, yeah, that's I mean, I, I'm with game, you. Man. I would,
0: I would. I mean, we did the fantasy as a, a defense game. me the Packers D. I mean, speaking of that, Fantasy Zone, by the way, Thursday at, at night. Yeah, I mean, we talked about – because the first two weeks, right, I think there was a real question of whether to start Rodgers or not when you're going up against the, the, the Bears and, and Vikings defense. I didn't have any qualms about starting him in the one league that I'm a Rodgers owner. And yeah, I mean, 13 points kind of stinks. But, I mean, this offense kind of stinks. But does it matter, Packer fans, if the defense – is that good uh, what's your stance what's your takeaway right now on the Packer D de- uh, offense is it a problem is it just different is it early in the season is it something that will come around or does it really have to come around to the level that we think it needs to because uh, that defense is so good Bernie. it's our buddy the Hebrew hammer former Badger Matt Bernstein Bernie did you survive Badger Saturday
1: uh, barely. I'm still
0: hurting.
5: <laughs> Bernie, that
1: was a blast, dude.
5: Yo, I, I mean, it couldn't have been a better pregame. It couldn't have been a better game. Oh, my God, the whole entire day was fantastic.
1: All right, Bernie, did you – so you we had the new zone footballs at our tailgate. You were hucking them across the street at other people that are doing a broadcast. Did you hit anyone in the face?
5: So I was just saying that I really am not good at throwing anymore. Those <laughs> those little footballs don't go that far.
0: It's a it's a it's them. a it's a tough skill. You got to it, it takes it's a learning curve, uh, Bernie, to check those footballs.
5: You know, it's it's hard to drink a beer and then try to throw a football that's like two inches long at Stocko's bald head. It's not easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys almost Nelson almost pegged them too. So Bernie, yeah. that was a blast. Um, we were joking around. Talking about, will a fullback score a touchdown? Because you had, you had your shirt on and said, well, what, welcome to fullback city? And it happened. And it happened. What did you do when the fullback, who, who scored that? Was it? Uh,
0: was it Chanel or Groshek? It was Groshek.
1: What did you do when Groshek scored that tutty, Bernie?
0: No, it was, uh, it wasn't, Gro- it was. Um, God, the booze Groshek got There Was a Chanel, Leo Chanel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what did you well, do when he... this fullback scored? Nothing like being prepared, eh? Yeah. No. <laughs> so we're, I, we're, I we're killing this segment.
5: I'll tell you what. I, uh, Doesn't matter. Fullback what, scored. First off, the, the best play of the game was at fourth and three. I mean, I, yeah, I love when the fullback scores, but who calls a bomb on
0: fourth and three?
1: Dude, Paul Chris, huge nuts swinging. Man. Well, I was
0: just going to say, who calls Bernie, about 4 3? Who calls going for it on 4th down on your own 20 yard line in the opening minute of the game? Talking about momentum, and if they don't get that, Mission goes it back. I mean, we were at, at the red zone still, and the place was just like, I, lo- I loved it, man. I mean, I, that's just talking about swinging your brass cajones. Yep. Just setting yep. the tone all day. They're like, dude, we're Wisconsin football. It's 4th down. We need a yard. We're not going to freaking punt it. And I think that that set the tone. And the players said, look, our coach has that confidence in us. We have that confidence. I think that fourth down call in the opening drive kind of set the tone for the day.
5: Oh, no doubt. I mean, listen, we are putting I, – I love what we did on our first drive. We had shifts. We had motions. It was like easy plays that we normally do, but with a hundred other like nice dressing on the front of it. That was just seems very confusing for Michigan's defense, and also like I love to watch that stuff. Like, we re- we line up with like seven thousand pounds on the field on some of those short yardage downs.
1: Did you see that Amazing. one package called Hippo where they had I don't even know what that was? They just beefed up the line and said stop us, and of course they couldn't. And then you had Jack Cohen and Paul Chris running an option. Woo-hoo,
5: that was sick. I mean, it was. I'm telling you, man, they they did things. Like, we thought it was real vanilla, like, the first few games. We were just beating them because we were just better. What we did against um, Michigan just is, like, what a Paul Chris offense looks like. Yep. You know, it's run the ball, run the ball, make it look pretty, like, at first. But it's really just, like, counters and, and like, pretty much uh, big on big, like, bobs. And then throw, like, a slant. And then throw a bomb when no one's expecting it. I, I just loved it. Dude, he Coach Chris set the tone at the beginning of the game with that fourth down. I was freaking out, but once they got it, I was like, "This game's over. You can't come back from that."
0: Uh, visiting with our guy uh, Matt Bernstein, former Badger. I mean, so we we had you in the pregame, Bernie. We all picked Wisconsin, but you know, we twenty-seven, twenty-one, you know, twenty-one, seventeen. You know what I mean, and I I was in that camp. I thought it'd be close at the half, and then Wisconsin and and the old line and the defense would just wear out Michigan. I mean, to see what they did. Uh, and to just jump on Michigan like that, I mean, I, I really un- unexplainable to w- to watch the start of that game on Saturday.
5: I mean, I, uh, unbel- I, I still can't believe it. Like, I have the chills. We're <laughs> up 35 points. We didn't let up any points for so long. Like, that's not normal. But that's why I think this team is special, because that's not the normal Wisconsin's we've seen in the past. I mean, we came out, we scored a touchdown. And then they hit a big play. First off, respect to number one for chasing that guy down. And then out of nowhere, they you know, the defense bends and then there's a turnover. Mm-hmm. And then we score another time. You know, at that at that point, that's how you beat good teams. You know, like you're gonna beat Michigans, you're gonna beat Ohio States if you can bend and not break on defense, and then pretty much score every time on offense.
1: Bernie, what does a win like that do for the locker room?
5: I mean What is it, too? Look at, you know, when you look at um, Jack's confidence, that dude ran like a 20-yard. I couldn't believe he could run that fast. You know, diving for the end zone, like, that that dude was physical in the game. And you usually see quarterbacks not so physical. Like, I just love the confidence they're showing. These guys are playing. It looks like they're having the best time of their lives on the field, and their confidence is through the roof. And also, the fullback was number forty-four. Channel. Yeah, it was John Chanel. Yeah, Chanel. The, the, yeah. the, the
0: back. I, we, all, we all said that. We got it. Yeah.
5: Roshick's the. the uh, yeah, he's, they move,
0: he's a running back now. That's my bad. Yeah,
5: uh, yeah, no, it's all right. Listen, seeing a fullback score gets me very right. excited.
0: Well, then I tweeted at you on Sunday. You know, Danny Vitale. You know, to get tackled at the one-inch line. I mean, we almost had a, a Wisconsin sweep of getting uh, the fullbacks in the Packer and Badger game scoring. So, I mean, Bernie, a very big weekend for the fullback in Wisconsin.
5: Very big. You know, I was flying back from, uh, from the game, and, I mean, once I saw the Jets score, I said, I'm not doing NFL weekend. I'm not doing the NFL this weekend. I'm
1: out. <laughs> so, Bernie, take us through, like, um, you know, Michigan seems to be one of your most biggest rivals for you personally. What was it like in the stands at Camp Randall? Did you wear the right color? Were you in the red section? You had a red shirt on for the stripe. I was out. in the
5: right section. Um, you know what? Listen, there's the amount of people that came from New York to go to that game, it just shows how much people love the state of Wisconsin, the people who live there, and the university. And it is just so special. Like I couldn't, You couldn't have made that day any better unless the game was at
1: 2.30. Did you run into right? any alum, any former teammates?
5: Oh, my God. I, I mean, I, Brooks Bollinger was there. Uh, Travis Beckham I saw. Shoot, I, there were like thousands of people. You know, Ryan Simmons and Rob Tucker. I'm always nervous around because he's the guy who kicked the window out at the KK like 20 years ago. <laughs> kicked the cop car window
0: out. <laughs> the limitations yeah. gone from that. I statue of that. that. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Bernie, and we we talked about this on the pregame show, and you know I'm I was kind of in the same camp with you, but I don't know if you saw the ratings come out. And Fox said the ratings were through the roof. So I mean, we're gonna have to relearn our pregame I think behaviors because I think as long as Fox has Big Ten football. I think they're going to put these big-time marquee games at 11 because it's all about ratings and eyeballs, and they they said they had a good rating. So are you going to be – is Matt Bernstein going to be okay with, you know, whether it's Iowa this year or homecoming or the next time Ohio State comes to town, having a a big-time atmosphere for an 11 a.m. kickoff? I mean, Bat Mernstein will be ready for anything. (laughs) Um, Bat Mernstein is that dude. Well, Bat Mernstein, that, that guy's next level, man. That guy has some issues. Listen, I'm, I,
5: I uh, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Listen, I was at the, I was at, uh, I was on Regent Street by eight o'clock in the morning. It's not normal. It's not great. But you know what? No one's not going to do it. Maybe the students take too long to get at the game, but it's, I'm okay with it.
1: Bernie, I, I they was, said right here, a guy on Twitch, T- Trav says, eleven a.m. kickoff just means it's more time to celebrate the win.
5: That is also very true. I mean, I, I'm not. I think I might have been the best. Celebration after
0: a win, ever?
1: Yeah. What did you do after the game? By the way,
0: that's a great question. <laughs> right, well, my <laughs> wife said she are saw you, you. Is that rhetorical? Are you asking us <laughs> yeah. or are you telling us? My wife Wait, said Emo, you got a big Emo, hug from her.
5: Eva, what did I do after the game? No. Yeah, I went. I went back to the Tito's tailgate. Then I went back to the Red Zone. Then I went to Wando's. Then I. I feel like I was in the red shed for a minute. I'm not sure. <laughs> And then I woke up in my hotel room, and I've never been more happy to do it.
0: Wow. That's, that, that, that's, that's, that's a superstar. Uh, all right. So man. if you played in this game, I mean, it, it sounds like you played in it based on the post game. But if you had played on the field and you get this emotional win, now you come back, Bernie, 24 and a half points right now is the spread for Northwestern. I mean, this would check the box of letdown game. How do you, if you're Paul Christ and the coaches, how do you prevent that from happening on Saturday?
5: I mean, what, what's different about this team is they, they have been playing at such a high level. So I, I, it's hard to think that this could possibly be a letdown. Um, but you know what? It, it's Northwestern. It's so boring. But it's a home game, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. We've got a month straight of home games. You might, you, you might not survive come, if you come, come for come a back, couple come more. Back.
5: If I come back for any games, I
0: don't know which ones I could do.
5: But, um, <laughs> I, you know, Northwestern at home has always been our game. Northwestern away, different story. You know, I think we just continue to build on what we've been doing, which is everything right. Um, You know, and we just use this game as a springboard, you know, to go, what do we have, Kent State after?
1: Kent State, 11 a.m. kickoff again.
5: Okay, Kent State, which is weird. But, you know, we use this as like a, a building block to that Michigan State, and then we have a pretty tough schedule, you know, Ohio State at Ohio State, you know, Nebraska at Nebraska at Iowa. Like, those are hard games. So we need to take care of business now to make sure that we take care of it later.
1: Do you have, is there a thing? Is this such a thing with like if you get a big win over Michigan like that? Do you get overly confident in yourself and maybe start looking over, not looking ahead, but just brushing over Northwestern? Like that
5: sandwich game. But the problem is Kent State's nothing to that I know of. I don't. You know. I'm not saying like that. looking
1: ahead to Kent State, but you just maybe like believe in your. There's nothing wrong with believing in yourself, but you get overhyped in your own belief. That makes any sense? You
5: know, I don't know if that's, like, something that naturally happens or, like, you actually start thinking about it. Because I never thought, like, oh, we got this game in the bag. Every week to me was like, man, I still got to run into these big linebackers. We still need to win. We got to do our business. But I feel like there is some on every level, like, that we're doing so well, maybe we could kind of take our foot off the pedal. But I think there's too many good coaches there. You You got Coach Chris. You got Jimmy Laird you got that big monster in the weight room, Ross Kalaji. Like These guys know how to win and what it takes, and they're not going to let up. Like They're not going to coach softer. We also now have all new DDs because two of them got kicked out, which I am still shocked at.
1: The first one was a, a terrible, terrible call. That should not be targeting. The second one,
5: yeah, was targeting. The second one, that guy should go to jail almost for that.
1: The was first the one, come that's it's <laughs> not
5: even anything. The first one wasn't no. anything. You know what, I was thinking about this because I knew it would come up. You know what, the re- the refs right now, our only job is to protect all the players on the field. I understand football has changed, guys, and you know this. It is not that rough and tough like Deacon Jones hitting guys in the helmet with his hands anymore. You can't do any of that stuff. So I, I would say, listen, our defense plays super smart. We do not make a lot of penalties. We don't have a lot of personal fouls. That first one was so soft. The guy was... It looked like he was lowering the shoulder. How do you move your head so fast to get out of a guy who's bending his head down too? It? It's that to me was a tough decision. I understand protecting guys, but that one was stupid. The other one, I mean, that dude just took off to try to kill that guy. Yeah. Um. And that was old school football. Like that's what it looked like all the time, ten, fifteen years ago.
1: Nelson just texted me this: Make football violent again.
5: <laughs> there you go. You know what, though, listen, you want the best players on the field. It's it's the product. It's like if Jonathan Taylor gets hurt for some stupid reason, it's not the same football. You're like, not watching the same football. And I think the product on the field, you've got to have the best guys out there. And, you know, I, listen, I, I don't love any Michigan guys. I love all the Wisco guys. I don't love any Michigan guys. You never want to watch a guy, you know, get his bell rung so yeah. bad he's got to come out.
0: Visiting uh, with our guy uh, Matt Bernstein, former Badger. All right before I let you go, Bernie, I'll leave you with this. As a New York guy, and you know, sadly, as a, as a Jets fan, I saw—I don't know if you saw this. Daniel Jones, uh, according to the NFL's apparel uh, app- official apparel provider, they sold more Daniel Jones jerseys in a two-hour period Sunday than they have any jersey this season. Including Patrick Mahomes. Is there like a Daniel Jones? Are you walking around the streets of New York right now and Dan, everyone's Daniel. just going screaming to the heavens about Daniel Jones and what he did on Sunday?
5: When you're a Giants or a Yankees fan, your team is God's team. You're chosen. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm a Jet. fan, I put Jets in a, a Mets fan, so I don't get it at all. But Yeah, you're
1: definitely not chosen.
5: I've talked to, I've talked to one guy and he's like, dude, the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm like, what are you? T-? Uh, we're just talking this one game. You guys <laughs> pump the brakes. There's a lot of games up, and then I said, and then I said, well, the Jets are going to get the first pick, so we're right there. We're fighting. I, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm happy for the Giants getting a quarterback finally, but they're america's team now doesn't that doesn't that sound crazy
1: dude they anointed the browns the america's team and look at they're doing (laughs) they
5: stink 20 america's
0: team they stink well here's what i would recommend bernie you know we'll give you this week off ken state's a, a layup why don't you rest up we've got something called homecoming on october 5th or excuse me october 12th against michigan state i you know maybe that could be round two of Matt Bernstein, or at the very least, if you could send Bat Bernstein, we would love one of you two to join us at the Red Zone for homecoming. So you've got three weeks. I don't know if that's possible or not. I should just come in for, like, a random Illinois game and really turn it up there. I I mean, Ken, if you want October 5th, I mean, Ken State. You can stay in my basement. we, We may need to generate some excitement for that game, Bernie.
5: Evo, I can't be near you for more than, like, an hour and a half.
0: Why?
3: Because like,
5: you're in trouble, man. Your wife works at the bar,
0: <laughs> You can stay in my basement, Bernie. Yeah, you wouldn't be. You may never return. I'm not, I'm totally, I'll never be found. We're, we're totally tober, dude. Thank, thank you, Bernie. Love you, buddy. Love you, guys. Too. See you, buddy. There he the is, uh, former uh, Badger great Matt Bernstein, who I'm going to guess he will pull it together and you will see him at uh, homecoming. You might even, according to him, you might even see him this week or next week. You never know. Fingers crossed. When, uh, when Bernie will drop in.